You're listening to DC Scene and Review, produced by DCMusicReview.com. I'm your host, Will Urquhart, and you know what it is. Let's listen to some good live music. Welcome to the show. So go-go music, if you don't already know, is heavily dependent on the audience's participation. Okay? So before we get started, I need your help real quick. Say go Joe, go, go, Joe, go, go. Go, Joe, go, go, Joe, go, go. Yeah, y'all. We just get warmed up. So just behind these curtains, we got the deacon, y'all. We call him Deacon Izzy. So help me out. A go, Deacon, go, Deacon, go. A go, Izzy, go, Izzy, go. Deacon Izzy, y'all. They call him the deacon because he ministers the funk. What's up, y'all? Broad Street, what's going on? See, I'm from the old church, and if you ain't making enough noise, we gotta ask you again. I said, Broad Street, what's going on? All right, let me give you a quick history lesson. Where your two feet stand or your ass sits right now, we like to call Chocolate City. That's Washington, D.C. Now there's a rhythm, there's a sound that pulsates throughout the entire city. And we call that sound Go-Go. Yeah, you can make some noise for that. Now the godfather of that sound is the one and only Chuck Brown. May he rest in peace. And this right here, this one's for Pops. Check it out. It's the reason we're together, me and you. Got the drummer playing hot chops barbecue. Melodies rising, the love is in the air. Gonna take that go-go sound on everywhere. It's the sound that DC knows and knows the best. Chuck Brown, Red Essence, Joe Go, and all the rest. Melodies rising, the music's in the air. Gonna keep that go go sound on everywhere. Go to 
Welcome to the February edition of DC Scene and Review, your monthly podcast of concert recordings from around the DMV, produced by DCMusicReview.com. I'm your host, Will Urquhart. February was a stellar month for music in the district, and we have so many incredible recordings to listen to. Uh, that one you just heard was One for Pops by the Jogo Project. They were playing at Pearl Street Warehouse on February 9th, and I love this band. Those of you that are from D.C. will need no introduction to that kind of music, but if you're a transplant or new here, please go see the Jogo Project live, um, and they'll be at uh, Jazz in the Garden on May 18th, and yes, we are already that close to Jazz in the Garden season. 
Um, Later, I'll talk with Rudy Greenberg of the Washington Post Express about the standout shows from February. We'll play an interview with Marcus King by Josh Brick of Josh Brick Graphics and a contributor to DC Music Review. Then at the end, uh, Rudy will come back to preview what shows are coming up that you don't want to miss. So make sure to stick around for that. And uh, don't forget, we've got a calendar of shows at dcmusicreview.com slash events. So you can check that out to see what's playing in your area. Uh, you should also keep your eye out every Monday for Goodman's Good Music Concert Picks, written each week by the awesome Nina Goodman. And each month, in addition to this review of live recordings, we post a review of our favorite concert photos from the month. Uh, so look out for that as well. Um, all this and more is, of course, at dcmusicreview.com. And if you're listening to this show as an iTunes podcast, uh, please consider giving us a rating and a review there and let us know what you think about how we've been doing. Now, let's get back to some more music. This next one is a special moment that comes to us from the anthem, and it was taped by Alex Leary. You're listening to DC Scene and Review, produced by dcmusicreview.com.
few closet dwellers, few tears. I hope I never have to tell them that a couple things. Buried till they never see the light of day. I'm out in the clear when I hear sometimes crawling at a tiptoe. Let's look it over my shoulder when it's only just a cold, cold wind. Think about the And you're listening to DC Scene and Review, produced by DCMusicReview.com. I'm your host, Will Urquhart. And joining us again, a man who needs no introduction to our listeners, Rudy Greenberg is the Features Managing Editor at the Washington Post Express, who covers music and uh, comedy and weekend stuff. Um, I think I may got it, most of it there, at least. Uh, Rudy, how you doing? Good, Will. Thanks for having me back. Uh, of course. Um, yeah. Well, and for people that don't know, Rudy is not just a guest really anymore. He's now a regular contributor. He's going to come talk about the month we just had. And then at the end of the show, uh, like we did last month, talk a little bit about what's coming up. Um, but so why don't you take it away, Rudy? Um, you know, we were just listening to Green Sky covering Bone Digger. I know you wanted to talk about that show. So why don't we start with that? Yeah, well, I wanted to sort of go through and, and maybe do five shows that really stood out from, for me uh, from the past month. And uh, it seems like a while ago at this point, even though it wasn't that long ago. Uh, but Green Sky Bluegrass, of course, was here for, for two nights, one at 930 Club and, and one at Anthem uh, right as the month kicked off. And uh, one of the coolest moments of that run uh, was when they just sort of dropped into a cover of uh, Chris Jacobs's Bone Digger. Um, it was funny because they had just started doing it, I think, you know, maybe the month prior or something like that. And, yeah, uh, I think they did it once before. I might be wrong, but I think it was yeah, like in Colorado or, or something. Like. Yeah, I think so. And uh, and it's funny because I was sitting there, uh, I, was, I, was, I was at the Anthem uh, watching the show, and uh, I started to hear sort of some notes that sounded a little like Bone Digger, and it sort of went into my mind, oh yeah, they cover that. They should really play that since they're in uh since they're in D C and uh next thing I know I hear that uh Anders back on the on the Dobro laying down that heavy bone digger riff and, and they did this really great cover of of a Chris Jacobs song, which is so cool in a venue that they you know, it's amazing that they took a moment in a venue that uh was I believe their biggest um indoor headlining show to date uh they they nearly sold anthem out um, yeah and they take i know a moment to, to cover i know a song like, from uh, one of our sorry i know ahead. i know on like the fan club page like everyone seemed pretty ecstatic about how many people had shown up there it was like 5500 yeah, or so 
Yeah, it was something like that. And it's, it's so cool for them to take a moment uh, during that to, to play a song from one of their friends who's, who's a, local, a local musician. I, I just thought that was really cool. And it was a, another great two-night two run from them. Uh, it's really become a tradition to see Green Sky um, in D.C. In, in late January, early February. And yep. uh, it would not shock me if next year it's two nights at Anthem instead of, uh, instead of one at 9.30 and, and, and one at Anthem. Yeah, I mean, given how well that was, um, that doesn't surprise me. That wouldn't surprise me either. Um, and actually, I have a little bit of audio from Chris Jacobs uh, talking about um, them playing Bone Digger. Um, so I'm going to play that real quick. They did play it in front of like 6,000 people, so I guess it is their song at this point. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was yeah, pretty well, that great. Was a- that was a cool moment from um, another one of my my favorite shows from from the past month um, when Chris Jacobs did a Mardi Gras party uh, on Fat Tuesday uh, at Union Stage. Um, you know, I, I I've said I've said on this show before how much you know I love watching Chris play, and uh, this was just another really solid show from from that really tight four piece version of the band. And and because it was Fat Tuesday, did a couple meters covers, a Fire on the Bayou, and Ain't No Use, and and uh you know he's just just another uh another fun show from from chris jacobs yeah and he must have liked it because uh he's coming back to union stage again um and he's gonna have Haley jane opening for him um as well as Very feel cool. free um yeah i'm i'm really excited about that show that's two of like my favorite bands right there um so yeah that should be great um, in terms of other shows uh, from the past month, um, I want to call attention to the Aztec Sun show at, at Pearl Street Warehouse on, on February 9th. Um, that was my first time seeing them headline, and I believe it was their first time at, at Pearl Street Warehouse. And, yep. and I know Aztec Sun, you've played on the show before, and uh, I believe we'll have or will be playing some audio from that show yep. uh, on this episode. Um uh, but this was, you know, this is the 10-piece uh, funk and, and funk with soul, as they like to say, uh, band from D.C. Um, I believe it was their last show before they went to record their, their debut album with Alan Evans from, from Soul Live. Yep. Um, it was it was a great set. Uh, and resist, it was sold out, uh, we should mention. Yeah, it was sold out. One of their new songs, Resist, sounded great, had a really yep. nice talking heads, kind of groove to it and, and very poignant uh, in today's today's age and uh and also i know we're talking about february but i i feel like i gotta mention uh they played 930 club for the first time uh last weekend because we're recording this uh right after the first weekend of march and yep. and another great great set for them and, and they seem super ecstatic to uh to be playing 930 club yeah and every one of their shows i mean pearl street 930 club the entire crowd is just getting down especially for get up um just you know watching an entire crowd jump like that is really awesome and this band (laughs) is just they've got something special they're doing something right definitely definitely um and uh, in terms of other shows from this past month um you know i feel like i should mention the umphreys mcgee show on on february 15th it was yeah. my first time seeing them in, in a couple of years and, and their first show in dc in a couple of years first show at the anthem um marcus king put down a great opening set um and then uh, larry keel kind of out of nowhere came and sat in with umphreys and uh yeah. and added some guitar to um uh to one of the originals from their new album and uh to also to a cover of dear prudence that was that was really nice and you know umphreys they're sort of old reliable at this point just another solid show from them um yeah uh, and if i can uh just well one i mean i love the show but also as you know like we tried out one of the boxes there 
And the coolest thing about that was the two like sections of general admission right behind us. And yeah. we ended up having like a crew of like 30 people there. We had friends coming from other boxes to just hang out in our GA area. Um, and it really, it was like, you know, we had eight tickets in this box and instead we had a group of like 30 people having a party all in this box. Um, it really, that general admission area right there just makes it so much better. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, and also you get the cool angle of being upstairs and, and you know, yeah. watching the show up there, which I'm sure was cool. Yeah, it was gorgeous. Um, yeah. And then, of course, I think the show that, that would top a lot of people's uh, lists for for best show in, in, in D.C. Uh, last month, and certainly one of my favorites of the month, was uh, Trey Anastasio's solo show at, at Six and I, which was definitely a, a, a very magical and, and special evening. Um, yeah. You know, it was it, it was really cool. It just it felt like you were hanging out with an old friend in his living room, and he was telling you stories and, and singing you songs. And and that guy just happens to be Trey Anastasio. <laughs> um, and uh, you know, he was he was cheerful. He was chatting. Like he smiled a lot. Yeah. Um, and for the most part, he just sang the songs, which is a rare thing to see from Trey. Just putting the focus so squarely on on his songs and uh, and his voice and and it really brought out i thought the beauty of of some of these songs and 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 sort of the way his voice has matured i mean at 53 yeah i think his voice sounds better in this format than than it ever would have had before i agree um and you know beyond like sort of these beautiful moments where you could like hear his fingers, you know, sliding up and down the neck of the guitar, which was super cool. And mm. I have to give a lot of credit to the, to the fans in attendance who uh, were super respectful. I mean, this was not a rowdy fish crowd. This was a very respectful, uh, quiet, attentive crowd. Um, I think the yep. setting probably had something to do with that. And, and one of the coolest things he did throughout the show was he would sort of, you know, it wasn't a very jam-heavy show. Obviously, it's one guy playing guitar and singing, but he had all these sort of like looping devices and effects pedals where he could sort of create these like ambient kind of soundscapes where he sort of jammed with himself. Um, and a couple of my favorite songs that he did, sort of these extended little jams where Wolfman's brother was was really cool. You know, he managed to make it sound like like the fish song but also kind of not like it and and same with like blaze on which which totally mm. um suited that that format and 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 a song i wasn't familiar with one of the newer ones everything's right also sounded uh really cool with these sort of like guitar and vocal looping sort of jams that were going on yep and uh i actually i went on the helping friendly podcast to talk about this show and we mentioned that so actually i'm going to play a little bit of audio from that right now the addition of all of that gear that he had on stage to create the loops and actually do some kind of jamming. Um, it was a much more exciting tour than I expected. Um, definitely worth che yeah. checking in on every day. Yeah. Especially from the 14th, that pigtail, um, a few minutes in just really like disintegrates, gets spacey. Mm -hmm. Um, and that one really captured the, like the acoustics of that room and, and actually like seemed to like use them to add to, to the song he was creating there is i think it's really cool everyone should go listen to that part for sure mm, yeah yeah it's kind of funny because it's like it's sort of like what keller williams has been doing forever but like a much more mm. strip stripped down version right but he yep. but obviously did it with a lot of skill and finesse and um 
And like I said, that clip was from the Helping Friendly podcast, uh, which I went on that show to talk about the trade tour. Um, and you can find that at hfpod.com. Um, or of course, you can search for it on iTunes as a podcast. And uh, that is a part of the Osiris Network, which we'll be telling you more about on a future episode. So, yeah, and we're going to be listening to that pigtail in just a little bit. Um, but, yeah, it really was it was kind of cool how he, he brought out the pedals and, and, you know, did a little bit of jamming. It, you know, like you say, it was mostly songs, but it, it did get into that a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we didn't even mention really too deeply into the storytelling, which was also one of the coolest parts, just getting to hear him tell these these various stories about the the, the caveman photo shoot and um and uh and the time that uh him and Mike uh uh burgled. attempted to burgle. <laughs> <laughs> As he put it, we burgled. We we tried to burgle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was that was cute. He like he like he is uh, watching him like try to to explain burgling was just kind of adorable. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, with that, we are going to get into a little bit of music from that Trey show. Um, But Rudy, thank you very much for joining us. And we'll be talking to you a little later on in the show. You're listening to DC Scene and Review, produced by DCMusicReview.com. Yeah. 
and you're listening to DC's Scene and Review, produced by DCMusicReview.com. I'm your host, Will Urquhart. Those tracks you just heard were Pigtail from Trey Anastasio's solo performance on Valentine's at Six and I, and then a jam by Definition of One from their set opening up for Electric Beethoven at Gypsy Sally's. Uh, we'll have more from Trey later and, of course, some Electric Beethoven. Uh, but for right now, we're going to do something just a little bit different in that this next track isn't from a concert. Uh, this was a performance that took place in one of the house office buildings. Um, anyone that knows me knows I do a lot of filming and taping down on Capitol Hill. Um, so I was here for this and uh, it moved me. So let's take a listen to my Sewn NY General. Um, but first, I just want to give you some context shortly after this. Uh, my Sewn and some civil rights leaders went to try to speak to the Speaker of the House, Paul Ryan, about immigration reform. And the Speaker's office locked the door and wouldn't answer any knocking. Um, and so some of them... Uh, staged a civil disobedience outside his office and sat down and were taken away by Capitol Police and arrested. Um, and you can watch a live stream of that happening um, on our post at the website. Um, and then after that, we'll listen to one of Gordon Sterling's Gypsy Sally's Jams. You're listening to DC Scene and Review, produced by DCMusicReview.com. Black Lives Matter. They asked, why is that a statement that even needs to be made? I say, well, that's a good question, but first, we'd have to ask, why would anyone believe that we would need to be slaves? Explain to me, please, why is the black man dying at the rate of an endangered species? I say it's because we've normalized abnormality. You see, we've allowed this land of the free to lock up and cage our morality. So now we can casually see the casualty of a black man the same way we see a video game where a ghost monster kills Pac-Man or a fly swatted by a backhand. Eric Garner got choked on camera. What happened to the justice for that man? And we see how they did Sandra Bland on that dash cam. But Black Lives Matter is a movement of affirmation. It's us informing the nation that a black life cannot be taken without someone being held accountable. You see, we're no longer allowing you to tell a mother that the life that came out of you is insignificant, then tell a cop that killed a kid that we are proud of you. Is unacceptable. It's unconceptual to get shot down in your vestibule by the ones who are supposed to be protecting you. But then I reckon you would say, but what about black on black crime? You see, blacks kill more blacks than anybody, and the stats support those facts, fine. But that's when you're trying to rationalize someone who's been traumatized, who before four had to endure more acts of homicide than a soldier going to war, so I'm going to have to apologize on their behalf because they've been traumatized. They've been taught to idolize money, so now they idolize. Trying to rise, now their lives are worth less than some dollar fries from mama's fries inside their eyes because they've been lied to. So someone tell Ray Lewis that black-on-black crime is derivative. And if you don't give these kids no hope or no food, they're going to find a way to get it then. See, living in the ghetto, I get it, man. You're going to rap, you're going to play ball, or you're going to die, or you're going to go to prison then. Hell, they building a prison right now. Who you think gonna live in it? I don't mean no disrespect. Hope no one's taking offense. But if you don't understand white supremacy, then nothing I'm saying is gonna make sense. But Black Lives Matter is self-explanatory. We're telling you that black lives have value. We're not asking, it's mandatory. That's why I stand here the way Dr. King took a stand before me. With more than a dream, no, he had a plan for glory than equality. 
You see, he wanted blacks and whites to live together in conditions of equal quality. And him inside of me is seeking the same thing. That's why I'm up here speaking. I'm hoping I'm reaching someone who can eventually change things because we hold the keys to transforming this nation and racism in all its degrees. So please take heed because the fact of the matter is we can't say all lives until black lives matter. Amen.
signs will fly before you When all is well and well is all is all Forever after all
And you're listening to DC Scene and Review, produced by DCMusicReview.com. I'm your host, Will Urquhart. Those tracks we just heard were my Sone NY General's spoken word performance on Capitol Hill. Uh, then we had a jam from Gordon Sterling Presents the Gypsy Sally's Jam that had Gordon Sterling himself on guitar, Patrick Chang on bass, Tula Pisano on vocals, Garrett Gleason on keys, and Adam Orlando on drums, and Andrew S.B. Fife on horn. Uh, then we had Song of Destruction into In the Meantime by Budokans from their performance at Choose Your Own Adventures EP release party at Gypsy Sally's um, and stay tuned for some CYOA in the next set. Then we had some new music from Tedeschi Trucks Band from the first weekend of their two-weekend run uh, and that was recorded by Alex Leary uh, when they just took over DC. Always an awesome time. We'll have some stuff from the after parties later. Um, and that song was called Shame. Uh, now we'll close this set out with a couple tracks. Uh, the first will be Get Up from Aztec Sun's sold-out show at Pearl Street Warehouse. Uh, and then Waste from the Valentres show. Um, and we'll be dropping our second set a little later on today. You're listening to DC Scene and Review, produced by DCMusicReview.com.
for an encore yet. You don't even know. Wait, but Steph, so everyone even upstairs should be hearing you, right? I'm just curious. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys can hear us okay up there? Right. All right, cool, cool. A lot of people sitting down. Um, I mean, I guess I could explain it. I think you should. Yeah? Yeah. That'll help. All right. Here's the lesson, right? We sing it up. You sing it up. We sing it up, you sing it up, we sing it up, you sing it up, we sing it up, you sing it up, and then we all jump around. Is that cool, lovely people? It goes like this, get up and jump around, get up and jump around, sing. Get up and jump around, get up and jump around, sing. Get up and jump around, get up and jump around, sing. Get up and jump up, take it down so I make sure they say get up, come on. Jump around, get up and jump around, say get up. get up and jump around, get up and say what? Get up, get up jump around, get up and jump around. I wanna see everybody in this place on jump around. Yeah. Song. Do you guys want it? It may be too much. It may be just a little bit overkill. Like you've heard the song for like three minutes and 40 seconds now. You sure? All right. If we're going to do it, we're going to go straight into this part. That part when you're going da da da, and you're going do 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 do, and you're going like chop chop chop. You get it? We're going to try this out. We've never done this before. Also, I've been awake. I've been away for a week, so they're nervous right now. Ready? One, two, one, two, three.
sunset on the beach. Don't wanna be a painter, cause everyone comes to look. Don't wanna be anything when my life's an open book. A dream is true. You'll see 